Hello, and welcome to the Chief Home Officer Podcast. My name is Thomas, and this is a podcast about being a stay-at-home dad. I intend to explore the many facets of this important job and hope you join the conversation. You can contact me at Chief Home Officer Podcast, that's all one word, at gmail.com. I also have a Facebook and Twitter account, and you can use that email address to find me on those social networks. This episode is about the lies we tell our children. I'm going to start off with a top 10 list of the lies I tell to my kids. Number 10, if you eat candy after 7 p.m., your teeth will fall out in your sleep. Number 9, if you eat your boogers, you're going to get smaller. Do you ever see adults eating boogers? No, and that's how we stay big and strong. Number 8, Grandma's TV is the only one that has Barney. Number 7, if you keep jumping on my bed, it will pop. Number six, Chuck E. Cheese is only open when it's raining outside. Number five, if you jump on my chest again, my heart will pop, and then the grumpy German neighbor guy will be your new daddy. Number four, I rang mommy's belly button doorbell, and you opened the door in her tummy and came out, and that's how you were born. Number three, if you try to unlock the iPad by yourself, it will break forever. Number two, you can't play with my phone because the battery is dead. Number one, if you pee in your Tinkerbell underwear, she's going to tell all the other princesses in your underwear drawer, and they will all pack up and leave, and you will have to wear your brother's old underwear. We have all lied to our kids, right? And my question is, where do we draw the line? I know that some lies or half-truths are necessary, and I think to be fair, there should be no gray area in truth-telling. Hiding some of the truth is lying, because even if the intention is pure, I think the goal is still deception. And I think it is sometimes necessary, uh, because the truth is either inappropriate for a kid to hear, Or maybe it would cause unnecessary harm to someone. Like when my son heard the word porn on the radio and asked me what it was. Or when my daughter asked me if her cracker hot dog chocolate pudding sandwich was yummy. Um, Sometimes I lie purely out of convenience. Like when my kids see a commercial for a toy on the TV and they ask, Can I have that for my birthday? I say yes. Because the real answer is, by the time your birthday comes around, you will have completely forgotten about that toy and will want other things. But I'm not going to say that because they don't understand that and it takes too long. So I just say, yes, you can have that. And then they're very happy. And then sometimes I lie because I have no idea what the answer is. Like when my son asked me why the boy at the park didn't want to be friends with him. And I'm not going to pretend that I feel guilt over any of these lies, but maybe I should. I've been taught my whole life that lying is wrong, and I struggled with lying all throughout my life. I would lie when I was a kid to gain attention, and I think it was because I was the youngest, and the truth of my life, which consisted of Legos and Nintendo, was really boring compared to the lives of my older siblings. So, sitting around the dinner table, I would make up some fascinating story just to keep their attention for a little while. 
Everyone seemed amused instead of indignant, which they should have been. I think that getting away with those lies reinforced in me that I could get away with lies, and then I could get away with other things too. A lot of other things. And boy did I. My mother would weep if she knew half the stuff I did as a teenager. Um, but back to lies. Um, even entering the workforce, I found myself telling quote-unquote not the whole truth stories um, just to make myself a more interesting person, make some more friends. And sometimes I would get caught in those silly little lies and would feel horribly embarrassed. And to save my kids from those moments and for the sake of their scruples, um, I want to teach my kids that lying really doesn't do any good. So how do I tactfully lie to my kids without teaching them that it's okay? Um, I feel like they're going to find out about the lies I tell them at some point, whether it's uh, when my son slips my iPhone out of my pocket and sees that the battery really isn't dead, or when my daughter is in junior high and babysitting some booger-eating rugrat and suddenly remembers, my dad used to tell me that eating boogers would make you smaller. It seems that the more lies I tell my kids, the more chances they have of learning that it is an acceptable way to interact with others. And so I believe that the best thing for me to do, if at all possible, is find a way to communicate the truth in a way that the kids can understand. I know that I'm still going to end up lying to the kids at some point, but I, uh, I would like to do it a little less. Um, here is this week's random science fact. Time is literally relative. As I grow older, it feels like time moves a lot faster than when I was a kid. So I remember sitting in school, staring at the clock, thinking that time must be standing still. Um, but looking back, a school day was only six hours long. And I used to work 12-hour shifts, and it didn't bother me at all. And now... I can barely keep track of what day it is because time is going by so quickly. But the truth of the matter is that time really is relative. Uh, time goes by slower for those who are moving at a faster rate. Um, this was proven by taking a quartz watch. Um, and for those of you who are not familiar with how they work, a quartz crystal is laser cut in the shape of a tiny tuning fork. Um, that will vibrate at a very specific rate, 32,768 times per second. Uh, that vibration is used to drive the second hand of the watch, and the result is a very precise timing mechanism. So they took two of these quartz watch-like devices and synchronized them, started them at the exact same time, and they took one of them on a flight around the world on a very fast plane, and when it returned, uh, the the devices were no longer in sync. Uh, the one on the ground had more time uh, that passed than the one on the plane. You can think of this in directional terms as well. If you're traveling due north and then the road curves to the west, some of your northward momentum is lost because it is being used to travel westward. The same concept applies to time and space. Some of your forward momentum through time is taken up when you travel through space. It's just such a small amount that we don't feel the effects. 
I'll leave you with an event from this week. Um, I was at a playground with the kids uh, that features a huge chunk of cement that was poured and then cut to kind of look like a rock formation. And there's a tube slide that goes through the rock. And to get to the top of the slide, you can either take the stairs cut into the side of the rock, or you can take the difficult route of climbing up the face of the rock. Um, it's not steep by any means, and there are plenty of flat spots to stand on. And my three-year-old daughter, although she's very tiny, uh, she is an awesome climber. And she began to climb up the rock like a professional. Um, there were three moms standing nearby, and when they saw her, one of them ran over and plucked her off the rock and said, Oh no, sweetie, this is too dangerous for you. Let's go find your mommy. Even though I was standing right below my daughter with my hands out, I don't know if she thought I was just a bystander that was being protective or what, but... So I said with a smile, Oh, she's mine. Uh, her mom is at work, and she may look small, but she's a better rock climber than I am. And the woman replied with no small amount of condescension, uh, Oh, I'm sorry, I would never let my son do anything like that. And at first I felt like, man, I might be a really irresponsible dad. But after thinking about it, I felt sorry for her son, who, by the way, was at least six years old. Um, maybe he would have more confidence in himself and less resentment towards his mother, uh, if she let him take some minor risks every now and then. My daughter might have more bruises and scrapes than that little boy, but she is confident and determined and doesn't give up until she does what she sets up to do. And hopefully she will always be like that. Which brings me to next week's topic, uh, the differences between men and women raising kids. Thanks for listening, and please let me know what you think of the show. My email address is chiefhomeofficerpodcast, that's all one word, at gmail.com. I also have Facebook and Twitter accounts, and you can use that email address to find me on those social networks. Um, also, I, I encourage you to send me suggestions for future shows, and if you're a stay-at-home dad and want to be part of the conversation, let me know. I'm open to your opinions and would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Talk to you later.